Jerry Tremble. Yeah, Jerry Tremble was a bad motherfucker. Golden Boy. That's what they call Atlanta's Jerry Tremble. He hails from Vancouver, British Columbia. Manny, the school teacher is so proud. Manny, so proud. Manny, the teacher so proud. <laughs> what a great... That, that... I don't are you a fan of that show like that thriller like thriller well you know they got a little bit of everything I I just tune out when the music sort of comes on I, although I I did like to watch Justin Bieber yeah like, <laughs> all the other rap stuff I'm not into that but um yeah. you know they they build it up and they make it something that it really isn't but yeah, yeah. Uh, it reminds me of the playground back in school when you know when one school when a kid from one school came to fight another kid from another school type thing and mm-hmm. um, everybody watching and uh, sometimes things happen sometimes things don't. You got to remember, like today it was a day full of boxing. It started with that Demetrius uh, Andrade against uh, Liam Williams, and then they had that Tony Harrison, a British guy, I think he mm-hmm. is. I never got to see that match, but I heard it was a good match. And then to wrap it all up was the thriller. Yeah. <laughs> and I mean, the thriller, it's all, it's all entertainment, you know, like Snoop Dogg. And I mean, they have everybody there, like those, the twins or some, some girls that. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Like my Dixie. step's daughter here yeah. said that they have 50 million followers. Yeah. It's, uh, it's crazy. Yeah. I actually, it's, uh, I got to read this tweet that I saw, but, um, Pete Davidson, he's the comedian there, right? Oh yeah. 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 yeah you saw him, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's like, today is a wild day for boxing because it shows you how low it truly sunk. I think today proves the fact that if you have enough followers, you can truly do whatever the fuck you want. That's <laughs> what it is. And this is, this is 2020. This, yeah. this it wasn't happening in 2019. No. 2010 like no it's all about the followers now and i think that's the way the advertising is because the people that are paying for the advertisement they want to see how many eyes are on their ads yeah absolutely and there's no easier way than doing it that you got five fifty million followers you know those 50 million followers are getting your your material yeah the way boxing is going is they got to compete with these thriller uh type type events well now they they even have uh uh tia fimo now yeah, exactly. Thriller. I heard they him. Got- he might fight that pro. That's why they put the pro progressy or whatever that guy's name was. Uh, that fought Ivan Redcatch. The guy. Oh right, yeah. Tonight's yeah. fight. Well, Redcatch. That wasn't even a body punch. No, it wasn't, it wasn't a. Li- it wasn't, it wasn't a anything. Punch. It was nothing. Yeah, and then he's rolling around like one of those soccer players <laughs> I, I on saw- the ground. <laughs> I saw someone say, uh, you got acting, music, and yeah. boxing in one night. It's yeah. like, what an event, you know? Yeah, I know. It was and crazy. And you had all that, you had all that during that fight, that uh, Red red Catch fight, because he was acting. He, he, was, he oh, wasn't yeah. hurt. Oh, he yeah. wasn't. And he was, oh. like, rolling. And yeah. He, I, I was like, I kept watching him. Like, and they brought, out, they brought out the stretcher for him. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I thought the doctor was going to pull his pants out as he was crying. His nuts were okay. Yeah. <laughs> it's crazy, man. Yeah. But yeah, no, it was ridiculous. It was absolutely ridiculous. And that was the only real legitimate boxing match. And look what they did to it. They embarrassed it. Yeah. So that's why I think, you know, guys like Andrade have to fight the Charlos because boxing has to get back. To, to to what it really is, yeah. boxing's got to put the best fighters in the ring together is what they have exactly. to do. Exactly. Yeah, exactly. And, and if that continues, you're going to get, like, exactly. Well, you got his name, uh, Tia Fimo now with Triller. Yeah. 
I know. Well, they're going to try to take over the the boxing promotion and well, build fighters. And like, who's he going to fight, though? Honestly, well, like, that pro, pro what was his name? The guy that just beat Red Catch for Progress. That's one of them, or uh, Combosi or something, right? He's fighting. Well, Com- that's that's who he's fighting, yeah. but apparently that's what they're going to try to build is for uh, um, Teofimo Lopez to move up the Jews. Junior welterweight, 140, yeah, yeah. and boxed the guy that fought tonight against Ivan mm. Redcatch. What was his name? Progress or Resident? Can't remember. Yeah, yeah I can't like remember that. either. Ivan Progress is something, right? No, it was Ivan Redcatch. No, right. Ivan Redcatch was the the Ukrainian. It was the guy that was rolling around. Yeah. <laughs> um, the guy that won. He's actually not a bad fighter. He's the number two ranked guy in the world. Uh, beef. It was uh, Re- Regis, Regis Progress. Yeah, Re- Regis, Regis. Yeah, yeah he was, he's actually not a bad fighter, a good southpaw. But, yeah. uh, you know, does he have a chance to get – and I think they're trying to build that fight for – they're trying to make it – they're trying to put narratives into all this, you know, yeah. and try to build it, which is good. But the only way the real boxing, like the, the Bob Arams and I guess Golden Boy Promotions can – match this mm-hmm. is by putting on the real fights and putting on guys that can really perform you know and i mean i was a bit disappointed even with delahoya and oh my like god high or something his commentary he, he was, was high awful. he was high he was high yeah. he was higher drunk he was yeah. holy crap i'm surprised <laughs> he wasn't wearing his lingerie today <laughs> He no, he was super annoying on there. All of them yeah. were though. It was like yeah. they were just roasting the fighters the whole time. No, but I think that's what the twenty something's like. Yeah, no, you're probably right. You're probably know. right. I, I I mean, I was in it for the interest, you know. Yeah. I was but like, the non-boxing, it, it catches non-boxing people on, like, oh wow, yeah, these guys are real boxers. Like this Jake Paul, seriously, he would get knocked out by any top hundred light heavyweight or cruiserweight in the world. He would not make it with him, and I can guarantee you that one hundred percent, because yeah. those right hands wouldn't be landing on anybody that knew understood something about distance or keeping their left hand up or rolling underneath it. Like, I mean, Ben Ashrick was just a sitting duck there for him, really. Oh yeah. <laughs> oh no! I with the minute he got in there, I'm like, oh, this doesn't look good. And he didn't look good either. <laughs> oh, no, he looked horrible. His blubber, like, come on, yeah, like he yeah. was twenty. Well, I guess his last fight was one seventy. He's one ninety tonight, so he's obviously twenty pounds overweight, and he doesn't give it to rat's ass. So no, I mean, he, he made half a million for that fight. Yeah, plus probably. Is that what they said, yeah, half. A yeah, that's good. Well, what's his name? Snoop Dogg made the two million dollar bet with uh, Dana White. Dana White, there didn't he? Yeah, he did. But I wonder if he's going to get paid. Oh, I'm sure he will. <laughs> <laughs> no that was ridiculous it's crazy we're talking all this drama rather than what actually happened in the boxing ring isn't that nuts <laughs> yeah it is nuts uh, how did uh so do you how do you fear um jake paul like how does he look i think he looks well he's got a good right hand you got you can't you can't but you got to be able to land those punches and any good fighter like yeah. any top hundred guy is not going to get hit with those right hands that are coming from back here that are telegraphed from the North Pole. Yeah. He's not going to hit people like that. He's not going to hit people with that. He's hit people like Ben Astrick, who's never yeah. done it before. Yeah. But he's not going to hit anybody that knows anything about bo- Like, has been in the ring and has studied the trade and understands it. Like, yeah. I mean... Um, I thought that was a little too early, that stoppage. It... 
might have been, but you know, we're not in the ring. Like the referee gets a real sense of, you know, when he was telling him to walk to him, like he's getting a sense of his, uh, his equilibrium and everything, which we're not. And it was going to be, it was going to end anyway, because Jake Paul was going to come in there with another right hand and nail him again. And the same thing was going to happen. So whether he stopped it then or stopped it 10 seconds later, I don't think it really matters because Ben yeah. had no, he had no defense. Like, I mean, that guy that fought the first fight, yeah, the rapper guy or no, the, oh, the, the reggae the guy, reggaeton guy, yeah, reggaeton guy. At least he had his hands up like this. Oh, that so, was awful. Like, it was awful. It was like he, he, was, he was using shock. Yeah. But. Then, you know, the other, you know, like um, Asterix, his hands were out like apart. Like, how, how are you going to defend yourself? Yeah. Oh, and, he, yeah. and his head was right in the face like that. Yeah. Yeah. And like he, was, like he had his face in the middle of his, in his glove, fit, yeah. his hands, right? Whereas uh, the reggaeton music, I had his hands up and he was scared to death, right? Yeah. So, <laughs> you know, like uh, that the billionaire dude, whatever, Fournier, yeah. they had to fake him to try to get his hands to come down and he did land some shots. Yeah. And now they're going to build the, the storyline is this Fournier, this billionaire is to fight Jacob Paul. Right? Oh my God. Well, like, I mean, I don't even think, because he's like, oh, people keep doubting me, Jake Paul. It's like, dude, like, fight a real well, Fight player. somebody. Fight somebody real then, you know? Yeah. Like, yeah. That's the only way. <laughs> <laughs> like all his three opponents have been stiffs. Yeah, literally. But the real, you know, like the the fictitious uh, Instagram world doesn't really understand that. No, they don't. Oh. But yeah, actually, um, Frank Mir did pretty good though. I thought so. I thought you know, for a heavyweight, yeah, like if that guy just trained boxing. Like when he was younger and just boxed, which I'm sure he's done a lot of boxing because he lives in Las Vegas, so he's probably going in the rounds gyms. But, you know, his distance, his reaction time, and the way he, you know, moved and stuff, mm -hmm. he looked yeah. not bad, you know. I mean, no, Steve Cunningham's no joke. He knocked uh, the current uh, world heavyweight champion, Tyson Fury, down, and he hurt him. He did. He hurt him he bad. I know, and I Tyson remember that. Fury's like six foot nine, you know, 270 pounds, right? Yeah. So Cunningham can punch a little bit, and he landed a few punches on Mir, but he was able to sort of roll and cushion it. Like, he wasn't stiff. It wasn't like he was a draw novice. It, mm -hmm. You know, like, it's unfortunate he's 41, right? Because he doesn't yeah. have much time left. But if he was like 30... Mm -hmm. I'd say, like, hey, Frank, get into boxing, man, and you might have a chance. And I respect Frank Mir more because he didn't just fight some bum. Like, he's yeah. like, I, he fought somebody that a legit. A legit guy, ranked, won the belt. You know, he's yeah. he's legit, you know? Yeah. So. yeah, a little old, 44. So, you know, sure. Sure. and he hadn't probably, who knows how long a training, like, he looked ripped, man. But I think that's just the way he is. Like, he's yeah. a military guy, so he probably stays in shape. But, you know, I found it kind of. Interesting that his original opponent, Antonio Tarver, who had knocked yeah. out Roy Jones and was a good fighter, didn't pass his medical, so he must have been really far gone. But there's 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 location scouts out there trying to find these dead bodies that were once worse. Yeah. That are trying to bring him into this thriller to put him in there to mm -hmm. get KO'd by the guy that they want to win because yeah. there's the there's the money guy and Frank Mir is sort of the money guy but he didn't lose out this one because he looked good. Yeah, he did actually. Yeah. No, but the rest of the card, I mean that yeah. the Raycon. I mean, I mean that Regis 
progress guy like he's a world-class guy it's just it's unfortunate that red catch did what he did and instead of just saying i don't want to box anymore and just taking a knee yeah he rolled around the ground i mean like they said on the telecast so doesn't he know that there's replay here yeah <laughs> like what's he thinking <laughs> it's true though like i know it's, like he, I, that I, it was so obvious he didn't get hit I know, I know, it was ridiculous because he changed his way around. Like, I think, I don't know, he didn't know if it was his nuts or if it was his body. Like, I remember seeing his hands move up and down and thinking, yeah. what's he doing? And then they finally had that replay that did show it. And the only thing I could have seen is that his elbow might have hit his body and then might have touched his uh, his liver because the liver's on the right side there and he might have just jostled it a bit. And maybe maybe. a little bit of the liver, but I mean, it it doesn't. You know, for for the for the acting that he did, it didn't. It wasn't. Does, so does he? He did he lose that fight or did? It, yeah, because what happens is what they do is if it's if it's after the fourth round and if there's they called it an illegal blow. I think they called it a, it was a kidney shot. Really? And so I think that's what they did. And then they went to the scorecards. Yeah. And of course, thank goodness that Regis Progress was was ahead and he won unanimous decision. Oh which yeah. Is totally fair and. Uh, I mean, I think what Red Catch was trying to do is trying to get a disqualification <laughs> if it was yeah. a low blow, right? Yeah. It's funny. Thank God uh, that they caught it and they did the right thing. Yeah. They should have just disqualified him for not continuing is what they should have done. Totally. Did you uh, did you know, too, that um, that first fight, the reggaeton artist, Ray yeah. they, they were fighting over some girl. Oh, yeah. I know. It's just like high school. <laughs> like, high school like, really? dilemma, just like, like I do. Really? <laughs> That's what went through my mind when I was watching this at the beginning. I said, man, this is what's going – this is what used to happen in high school. Yeah. <laughs> and, and now, yeah, what's even crazier is didn't, uh, didn't, didn't uh, the billionaire Fournier, didn't he have uh, Jake Paul's ex-girlfriend in his corner? Yeah, something like that. <laughs> like, what is they it? got these plot lines so they can play it out on Instagram. Yeah, exactly. And I, I mean, I guess that guy's kind of got a record. He's 9-0 yeah, now. He, yeah, but the thing is, if you look at that guy's 8-0 record, he fought guys that were 0-20. Oh, I mean, my God. Zero wins, 20 losses. That guy can't really fight. Like, he, <laughs> you know, he had his hands down and he was pretending. And he'll get knocked out by Jake Paul 100% guaranteed. You think so, eh? He's, I, really, I know, I, he's good. I think Jake Paul's got some hands. He can he can hit with the right hand, but I am telling you, if you put a top one hundred cruiserweight or heavyweight in there with him, he does not win. Like, is he? A, how big is he? One ninety. So cruiserweight, light heavyweight. He's light, he could probably make light heavyweight because he yeah. made one ninety, right? Yeah. And cruiserweight's two hundred and under. Yeah. And then light heavyweight's one seventy eight and under. So he's sort of in the middle between the two. I didn't know he was that big. Yeah, I don't think he's that big though. He's not really that big. Like he can, he can easily make. Well, like Cunningham, big. how big was he? Like he looked. He was two hundred pounds. He was two hundred. Looked pounds. like a monster though. Like that's but what I mean. Like compared to build, right? He had. It, he's got like, do you think natural. he could be? He could probably beat Jake Paul. I would say so. Yeah. Yeah. If he was given time to train, he mm -hmm. would beat Jake Paul. Why don't they talk about making that match? I mean, he's a little old. There's yeah, no he's money there. So that's why that's why Jake Paul has a chance. If this guy was in his prime, he'd have no chance. Like you got to remember too that uh, um, Cunningham hasn't fought for like four and a half years. Yeah, and he lost his last one or two fights, so he's yeah. gone out. Of, he was already done. Yeah, he lost to Tarver actually. 
he lost to Tarver, but yep. in his last, he fought to, he fought a nobody in his last fight. In the previous fight, he fought somewhat of a somebody and got beat. He never, I I don't think Cunningham might have been stopped once in his career, but he, he had a pretty good chin. Tyson uh, stopped him. Tyson. Oh yeah, Tyson Fury stopped him in the sixth or seventh round. Yeah. yeah, but I think that might have been the only guy that stopped him. Like he has pretty good whiskers, and he fought some tough guys. Yeah, no, he was. Uh, he looked good in there too. I thought yeah. he did really well against. I mean, and he he fought a, like a good fight against Frank. Yeah, he Frank. Did. Frank's he, did. A, he was a dangerous guy too, right? Clearly. Yeah, clearly. I mean, and Frank, he at sometimes you know like when he was bullying him around like. Pull him, yeah. push you in the shoulder. Like if he would have kept doing that and roughing him up like that, he would have done even better because Cunningham he needs a little bit of distance, yeah, in order to land his punches. Where if he was, if Frank would have been able, had the energy because that takes a lot of energy to do that, mm-hmm. and that's probably why he didn't do it the whole time. Um, he may have even done even better, yeah, than he did. But he took some punches coming in, and like I said, he wasn't stiff, so he wasn't catching him like it wasn't like a broken glass. He was kind of rolling with him a little bit. So he's been in the ring, yeah. Obviously, he's been in the cage a lot, but I bet he's been sparring in Vegas for years and years because that's where he's from, right? Yeah, he's always had some pretty good boxing and movement, uh, yeah. Frank Mir. So uh, I was actually, I actually thought he could pull it off, to be honest. Yeah. Yeah. I know it was it wasn't it wasn't it wasn't totally one sided, man. Like he won he probably could give him two of those rounds. I, I'd say so. Yeah. yeah. The only I think the you know, the real disgrace in that fight was probably De La Hoya just screaming his fucking face. I know, it was <laughs> ridiculous. And that's probably why they pulled them out and said, We don't want you here, man. Get out of here. You're <laughs> he, you're high. <laughs> yeah, he was high, man. He's high. <laughs> Look, commentating was just ridiculous, man. I agree. Yeah, you know. But again, you know, they're they're appealing to a certain population and a certain age group. And, you know, I don't know if it's all true about them having all those millions subscriber or million viewers. Like they, they must have a million views, but did the million million people actually buy it? That's the way the world's coming to Well well, right? well if if you do like music and all that stuff too, right? Yeah. You do and that's what they're appealing to. That's what yeah. they're appealing to, right? It's quite the show, for yeah. sure. I feel like I like the other event more, the one with uh, Tyson and Jones. Maybe because it was Tyson oh. and Jones. Yeah, yeah. Just yeah, the- so that's their next one is going to be Holyfield and McBride, right? Mm, Holyfield and McBride, really? Yeah, Evander Holyfield against guy named Kevin McBride. Kevin McBride. Oh, he was the last, last to beat Tyson. He's the last guy to beat Tyson, yeah. Oh, so I just to sort of build it up for Tyson Holyfield, I'm sure. Oh, my God. Yeah. But they're going to have a decision or I don't know. Yeah. So who uh, impressed you the most tonight then on Triller? Uh, De La Hoya's commentating or <laughs> Justin Bieber? That was horrible. The De La Hoya commentating was really bad. I'm sure they had to pull him off of there because of it. I think he came back for that Jake Paul fight. Sure? I, I, I think he did. But then it um, was just, yeah, he might have. I, I think he must have a partial share in those. because He does. So De La Hoya... Uh, Whatever, what's that, the rapper's name? Um, Snoop Dogg. Snoop Dogg. But you know, Triller, Triller's like an app. It's like a media company or something. But who owns it? Like, who are, who are the partners in it? Like, I, I, I don't know. I think oh. it's like, some, like I said, it's an app or something. Yeah. It's like a media app. But how out. are they getting all these people like, uh, um, like Justin Bieber to be on? Like, obviously they're paying them, but they got there's got to be another appeal. 
Like I guess just the appeal being around Snoop Dogg and that's a good question. I am I am curious to how they're getting all of this because you know they're getting all these top performers. Yeah, and even those girls that have fifty million subscribers, like I mean, they're not coming for free. It's almost like it's like a united front for uh, you, you know social media, like YouTube yeah. and all that stuff, right? So they come together and like let's just do our own Party. thing, right? You know, yeah. Yeah. so because like DAZN was hosting those uh, fucking fights before, remember? Oh, so they had like KSI versus Logan Paul. Oh, oh, that was on, that was on the zone. That was on the zone, eh? yeah. And now and it's thriller, yeah. Because I, I'm sure his brother, Jake yeah. Paul's brother, what's his name? Logan Paul. Logan, he'll be fighting on these too, don't you think? I mean, if he fights Mayweather, it'll probably be Mayweather promotions. There's no oh, way Mayweather, or they'll no, go into partnerships. Yeah, yeah. There's no way Mayweather is just gonna like fight for go, someone yeah. else. Yeah, no. And see, that's who broke. If you look back in history, that's who broke the the camel's back is is Mayweather because, see, to this day, De La Hoya hates Bob Arum because De La Hoya was signed with Top Rank and all his big pay-per-view fights. Mm -hmm. He didn't get percentages of that. He just got his flat deal, right? Whereas it was Mayweather that broke it all and said, listen, I'm not fighting unless I'm taking a piece of the pay-per-view and bob aram says oh no no that's not yours so then mayweather just left and said i'll do it myself yeah and he did right now yeah. everybody else is doing the same i same guess he thing. partnered with al Heyman though at the time yeah, right that's, well, right. that's basically what he did yeah i mean that's you got to give him credit for that that's yeah you do yeah. it's a smart thing to do because and floyd's a smart guy because he saw it happen to his family right he saw his uncle roger broke yeah his father broke his other uncle Jeff broke, and they're all decent fighters, right? Yeah, but Mayweather broke that cycle as well. Mm-hmm. Yeah, which was good on him, man. It's all the all the power to the guy, and and uh, continue on. Yeah, totally. But yeah, no. Uh, who who impressed you the most tonight, though? Actually, fighting best. I think Frank Mir, to tell you the truth. Yeah, because. Frank Mir, you know, you'd think a guy would be running, but he, you know, he kept his calm and cool and and he, he waited his time and pushed him around and and if he was a bit, just a tad more confident and um, a little more aggressive, he might have given him an even tougher fight, you know? Yeah, totally. Yeah. And like, again, right, and just goes to show you, right, he's an MMA fighter, just yeah. like Askren. Yeah. And Askin just looked like he had no business. Useless. Yeah. Useless, right? Yeah. Useless. I, I'm going to – I'd have to go out on a limb here not knowing about Frank Mir, but knowing that he lives in Vegas, I bet he's sparred with a lot of fighters. Oh, for as sure. He's coming, like boxers, you know. Oh, yeah. No. Probably put the gloves on because everyone goes through Vegas and Vegas always has, you know, like the top-ranked gym and uh, Johnny Taco's gym, uh, Nevada Partners. They always had – like three or four top gyms that all the big time fighters will come through. Yeah. There's another gym called Barry's gym in Vegas as well. That has a lot of top guys coming through. And I'm sure being growing up in that, a city that yeah. is so big in boxing, he's probably experienced a lot of it. The Raycon fight versus. Yeah. Oh my oh, God. That was bad. I was just thinking about you. Raycon was scared to death, man. <laughs> I was thinking about you the whole time. Cause yeah, I'm like, you're yeah. such a, you know, boxing aficionado. I'm like, yeah, you yeah. must be just cringing at this. I know. <laughs> and then Fournier trying to pass him off, pass him off, 
pass himself off as an undefeated uh, real fighter. It's kind of ridiculous. Oh, yeah. He's like, oh, I want to thank his camp. You know, he's a warrior. I'm like, come yeah, on. Yeah. You knew he was a soup can. Like, yeah, I know. I know. Well, and apparently yeah. that guy had only trained for a month. I know. That's what it said. Oh, yeah. yeah. Raycon's been in, the, in, the, in camp for a month. A whole month. Yeah, a whole month. <laughs> And they, they were training in the same gym, but they just didn't happen to pass each other's way in yeah. Miami, the 5th Street Gym, which was a very famous gym. Yeah. And it used to be on 5th Street. And because uh, I trained at the gym, it was on the second floor. Muhammad Ali trained there and everything. And it was a famous gym, but then they tore the building down and built a high rise there. And then they mm -hmm. moved the 5th Street Gym, but kept the name. But, uh, you know, by, by saying those guys that trained at the famous Fifth Street Gym is almost a disgrace because the Fifth Street Gym, Roberto Duran trained there, Muhammad Ali, Sonny Liston, Joe Frazier, everybody trained there when they were went by yeah. Miami, right? And it was just an amazing gym. And I'm going to get some pictures I'm going to show you. Oh, you got to show me. Yeah. So I, used awesome. to, I used to spar with a guy named Freddie Pendleton, fearless Freddie Pendleton. And Pendleton had a bad record. Like, he was like... 25 wins and 10 losses, but then he won the world lightweight title. And I was oh, so wow. proud of him. Oh, yeah. wow. I mean, he did a lot for me because sparring with a good guy makes you better as well. But uh, yeah, training at that gym was amazing. And the gym was run by a guy named Bo Jack. And Bo Jack, if you look him up, his record is like 90 wins and 20 losses. And one of his wins was against Henry armstrong who's one of the greatest welterweights of all time and, and uh yeah he fought everybody and bojack was he just he lived in the gym this is how sad it is he was a former lightweight champion of the world and now he's living at the fifth street gym he lives and, currently no no he's passed away now but yeah, this yeah. is 1988 okay okay he passed away i think in 2000 or 95 or something okay and uh bojack you know yeah like a world lightweight champion this guy was no joke Mm -hmm. And, uh, you know, he ran the gym, just basically opened the door, closed the doors and yelled and screamed at people. He never really coached anybody, but he was an amazing man. And, um, yeah, those are just huge memories I have of, of boxing and going through the different gyms and I, how fortunate I was to be able to actually, you know, be with these people, you know, and train with Angelo Dundee, who at that time was no longer at uh, the fifth street gym. He, yeah. he was in Hollywood, uh, Florida mm -hmm. and a gym there, but, uh, and then there's a guy named Hank Kaplan who got me hooked up with all this. And he was a writer and also um, a historian of boxing. And he had his garage, his double garage was just full of just amazing papers and just memorabilia, boxing memorabilia. And uh, I was very fortunate to catch some. I think the 80s were the greatest years of boxing. Yeah. But maybe that's just because I was around there. But I yeah. think there are some great years. I mean, you know, the four, the fabulous four, Marvin Hagler, Thomas Hearns, Sugar Ray Leonard, and um, who's the fourth guy? Duran. Duran. Duran, yeah. Hagler, Hearns, and Leonard. Yeah, those yeah. four. Those were the fabulous four in the middleweights. And then just before that, like in the, in the 70s, was the greatest time of the heavyweights with Foreman, Joe Frazier, uh, Muhammad Ali, Ken Norton, Ron Lyle. There was just so many devastating punchers mm -hmm. and amazing boxers, right? And yeah. Uh, those are those are. What, what can you tell me about uh, Larry Holmes? We never talked about him last time. Larry Holmes. I think Larry Holmes is one of the greatest yeah, right? heavyweights of all time. I mean, he had an amazing jab, and they called him the Easton Assassin. And uh, Larry Holmes was one of the 
the first big heavyweights because he was six foot five, right? And he was, yeah, he was, he was he was he was he had long range and he had a good he had a piston like jab and I mean. At, at, during his time, there wasn't the greatest fighters for him to go up against, but he took care of the guys he had to take care of. And what else can you do? And Until he fought Tyson, basically, right? Yeah, but I mean, it was after Larry Holmes had already lost the title and everything. He was just one more little payday, right? And yeah, I don't know how old he was at the time, but I bet he was in his late thirties, if not his forties, and it was way past his prime. And uh, yeah. not to his, say that might have been his last fight, though. What's up? Was that his last fight against Tyson? Uh, I don't I think, think so. Was. I think I think he fought Butterbean after that. Oh my god, really? <laughs> I think so. But he he won a decision against Butterbean because Larry's a, from what I heard. I've never met the man, but from what I heard, he was very careful with his money. Let's say, and uh, he owns half of Eastern Pennsylvania, and he owns the, lots of. He'll never. He's never going to be broke. Put it that way. And uh, yeah. it's not like some of these guys that just blew blew their money. And I'm. Happy to say Lennox Lewis is a lot like that too. And he'll be oh, yeah. a multimillionaire until he passes, right? Which is yeah. the, the right way to be, right? You got to be sharp. You got to be smart. Jerry Tremble. Yeah, Jerry Tremble was a bad motherfucker. Golden boy. That's what they call Atlanta's Jerry Tremble. Yeah.